Hello everyone and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle, and with me as always is my lovely wife and co-host, Jessica Carter Ogle. We're back, baby. Woohoo! Man. I bet I still sound nasally to everybody. I feel you, like I do to you myself. You do to me. I don't know if I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not completely over everything. It's it's gonna be a minute. Yeah. So I might even cough and I don't have a cough button to hit so apologize in advance i will turn away from the mic if i do cough yeah um but we don't have a cough button to stop from that happening like they do in professional terrestrial radio as i know you all do you probably follow us on facebook instagram twitter wordpress our website any of those places you will know that we have been sick hence us not having an episode last week and yeah. we apologize to you yeah we had the uh everyone was very sad we had the covids yeah. It started with Ugh. me, and then about four days after I had it, you started showing symptoms, and then it was like, oh, boy. Well, I will say, I um, he started showing symptoms like Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, and that was about the same time that I pinched a nerve in my neck doing, yeah. I don't know, nothing. Uh, and getting out of bed. I have no idea how it happened, and I woke up Thursday morning, and he was sick. And I literally couldn't turn my head. Like, I was in incredible pain. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? I yeah. alternated between um, pills and heating pad and this electronic, electronic like, pulse pen thing and yeah. those pain patches. It was just a mess. And then he tested positive for COVID. Yep. And then just as he was starting to feel better, I woke up with congestion in my throat. And I was like, yep, here we go. And it ran through my whole family. Like, my... My dad and my brother got sick. They got colds or something, but not COVID. Then my mom got COVID and Stephen at the same time. They had the same exact symptoms. They both thought they just had maybe some soreness in their body, so they both went on the treadmill to try to work out their muscles, which turned <laughs> out to be body aches from COVID. I had a conversation <laughs> with my mom on the way to work one day, and uh, I was like, is this Stephen? I literally just had this conversation yesterday with Stephen. They... He calls her his spirit animal, and it's Ooh. no joke. Yeah, man. I mean, we were we were on the same page and didn't even know it. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, it was a mess. It's funny because this current weekend right now is the last weekend in February, and we will sometimes give ourselves on the calendar, like we've talked about, a do nothing weekend. Like, yeah, we can do something if we want, but we're not making plans with other people. We're just gonna kind of let the weekend flow and keep it open to like be home, to do a movie day, to do whatever. Yeah. And we were both like, couldn't COVID have hit this weekend? Because last weekend. Yeah, last weekend um, I had to cancel. Oh, man. So had to cancel plans. We were going to go see Ant-Man on Friday. I'd already bought the tickets like two weeks ago. So we were going to see Ant-Man Ant and the Wasp Quantumania. Because um, we generally go within the first like couple of days well we generally um, go the thursday before the friday release but we couldn't go on the thursday because i had tickets to the alanis morissette musical jagged little pill yeah which i could not go to on thursday because i couldn't move my neck and because i had already tested positive for covid so it didn't make sense for you to go oh no i didn't test until friday until morning friday. yeah and then friday morning i tested and i'm like all right so that's out and then because i tested positive for covid I couldn't go to the Norma Jean concert in Pontiac with Ricky, and we had I had bought the tickets. It was my idea to go. Like yeah. I talked him into going, 
and I bought the tickets a month ago. That was like of the three you guys are going to. That was your like last minute, last. I'm just gonna see if he wants to go to this one because I really want to go. Yeah, they just put out a new album. The new album like took me a minute to like get into it because it's it's a it's a long album and like I don't know it's it, it's a little bit different sound. They've changed their sound some and 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 not really changed, but more they just added stuff to their sound and so it's a different feeling album. So it took me a little while to get into it. But then once I got into it, I was like, well, I'll check their tour and see where they're going to be. And then found out they were going to be in Pontiac. Cool. Awesome. And, uh, man, I was, I was, I'm still mad about it. I'm not happy. I like, I met, I haven't seen them in 12 years in concert. So I've missed their last two album tours, I think maybe even three album tours. Um, so I wasn't happy about it. And he, he took his brother-in-law, um, which is really cool. Uh, he likes metal too. Like we all three got into the same metal music at the same time, um, in the early two thousands, which was really cool. But, uh, man, I was just so mad. He sent me some videos, which was nice of him at, him at the show. Cause literally he could touch the stage. Like that's, that's how close we normally get for a show. We just get up there and just get in it, you know? And, um, so yeah, he sent me some videos, which was cool, but um, and he's, you know, he had a great time, but I couldn't go because I had COVID and it sucked because by Saturday night I was feeling better, but I was feeling better enough that if I didn't have COVID, I might've gone and wore a mask and stood in the back or something and just been like, I, I have to be here for this, but like, I don't want to get anybody necessarily breathe on anybody, but yeah, but you could have also gotten but, sick again or yeah. worse. And, and I was yeah. supposed to, like I said, see Jagged Little Pill Thursday night with Molly and I haven't seen Molly since before Christmas. And this was like our outing that we planned for each other. And I still haven't seen her. And I, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad that I didn't go anywhere because I work remotely Thursday and Friday. So I didn't start feeling sick until the weekend. So I hadn't even been around anybody to like expose anybody. And then I've been home. So up until like today, I hadn't been out of the house in like 10 days yeah. until like yesterday. And I, I went out to get groceries twice. Um, he's been keeping us um, up with what he calls his fruit basket. Hey, getting us a fruit basket, you know, he everybody gets loves us a good fruit little, basket. Uh, clementines, grapes, and bananas, yeah. and calls it a fruit basket. Hey, it's a good fruit basket, you know. Grab a couple, yeah. couple things here and there, throw them in a bowl, sit down, and watch the TV, and eight uh, Oreos at night, having a fruit basket instead. Hey, you know, as much as I'd love to eat those eight Oreos, it's it's. Uh, it's not as good, especially yeah. when you're sick. All that sugar and stuff's not good no. either. Granted, uh, you know, the clementines and stuff have some natural sugars to them, but that's definitely better than your artificial that you're getting out of Oreos. I also had no, like, taste. So I took the COVID medication, and that leaves a very metallic taste in your mouth and kind of throws off your taste buds. I sort of felt like I had, like, some kind of, like, film in my mouth. It was, like, kind of metally. Yeah, your mom so said that, too. It's funny because he gave me a couple Oreos. Like when he was feeling better, you could just tell he had a little spring in his step. And I, <laughs> and then I was just down for the count at that point. So he'd come in and he gave me like an Oreo and he's like, you deserve this. <laughs> no, I was like, you earned it. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> and he gave me like a golden and like a regular. And the regular, I could barely taste that chocolate Oreo, but the golden I could eat. So uh, it was weird. Yeah. I don't know. That's why that's gone already golden yeah i'm never buying those again <laughs> and then last week also here in southeastern michigan we got a ice storm yeah uh, we got brutal. an ice storm on wednesday yeah so we had a couple inches of ice we have tons and tons of people without power 
DTE predicted on Thursday that people, that's our electric, that yeah. people would get their power back by Sunday, which is today. Yeah. So we have ring doorbell, as you guys know, and the neighborhood chat yeah. is like in full force of people. Power's out here. Power's out here. Is power back there? I'm at work. Is power out? Is power back? Oh my gosh. It's insane. It's going off every five seconds, but mostly today, most people's power have gone off. My parents' power went out. Yeah. Their furnace, like, blew something part of their like we got them really good surge protectors thank goodness because it blew everything it blew everything the surge protector and everything was smoking but the tv was still like salvage they have been through the ringer these past few days yeah gonna have to check that uh, uh wireless surround sound he's got because i'm pretty sure that's fried at least we got a warranty through best buy and it's only it's not even a year old maybe it's, it's two years old maybe it's it's less than two years old but we got like a three-year warranty or something on it so i know they'll replace it but it's just going to be the process of having to go in because yeah. you know 500,000 houses were out of power and businesses so yeah. I, I can't imagine how many people are going back to Best Buy right now with their stuff saying you know can you you know do your warranty cover this we got lucky our lights flickered a little bit um Wednesday evening yeah but nothing much our power didn't our power must have gone out once in the night because we did have to reset our clocks and stuff i heard i heard a transformer blow one yeah. night and it because it woke up Soph and I she started Soph barking bark. yeah like she sat up in the chair and started barking like crazy because i mean it was a loud boom like like and a really were, loud boom i was like oh man that must have been a transformer People were posting a lot of power outages at our intersection and saying, like, this intersection is out. And I looked at him and I'm like, well, we're not, thankfully. Yeah. So many people were. Cities had to start doing, like, warming centers because you don't have heat. My poor mom's getting over COVID, doesn't have heat. Like, their furnace is finally fixed today. And, you know, there's not much we can do because, first of all, both of our houses had COVID and we're sick and we're getting over stuff. Yeah. And we both have dogs. So I couldn't, they couldn't come here and they would not and leave their dog like it's a whole thing so yeah yeah and even if we didn't have soap we had covid so we couldn't have them come over anyways yeah so so i don't know we had to have figured something out but yeah that was crazy that was sucked but but it's nice to be out and we are going out in masks i'm going back into the office tomorrow i didn't go in the office at all last week um so it was a full week um because i worked from home thursday friday then i worked from home a full week and now i'm going back into the office on monday and I worked from home, but it was, you know, not my 100% effort, but I was still available. I was still doing things, but I just also was sitting on the couch. I mean, honestly, Stephen was probably in heaven because all we did was watch TV and movies. <laughs> and our we lost our internet on Thursday, so we had to bust up the DVDs. So we're going to be doing all of our bin- stuff we binged and stuff, and you'll see a couple old school movies because we had to bring up DVDs. Yeah. Yeah, because we lost, you know, lost our internet. So anything you got digital doesn't work when you don't have nope. the internet. Like, but uh, we it, masked. It's cool to buy, you know, digital copies of stuff. But when the power goes, when when you lose your internet, I mean, that's you, why we've got hard copies of Golden Girls seasons one through seven. Yep. Boom. Yep. Um. You know, that's why I got you know all the comic book stuff that I got because if the power goes out, I want it. Oh I man, be able to watch you guys it. should see his face right now. He's like a man that's just thought, oh, Ooh, look yeah. at I could finally justify all of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. When the power goes out, I can still marvel it up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we are feeling better, thank goodness. Yeah. I We did do so, a bunch of errands today because we just had to do some stuff. Like, we had no food in the house. We had no, you know, no things like that. So we had to do a couple errands. And I will say... As I was walking down the stairs to do this, I said to him, like, I don't know. I'm not feeling as tired today. But 
as I'm sitting here right now, like sort of decompressing off the adrenaline of going out and doing stuff, I am starting to feel a bit tired and just sort of like um, cowering into myself, wanting to like lay down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my thing is, is that when I'm sick, I sleep. So like I slept like nine and 10 hour days for a good three or four days straight because I was sick and I was going to bed early because I could fall asleep. Eight thirty. On Wednesday, Wednesday, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, that's when I knew you were sick. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even stay up to watch AEW Dynamite at all. I just went to bed. I was just like, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this. And, um, you know, the thing is, is like when I'm not sick, I can't go to sleep. I have a hard time going to sleep. So I took advantage of it. I went to bed at 830 when I I went to bed when I was tired. Yeah. Um, because when I'm not sick, if I go to bed when I'm tired, it'll be three in the morning. I have to force myself to turn out the lights and everything at like midnight at the latest. So, so yeah, so I took advantage of being able to sleep a lot. And then uh, now that I'm better, I'm not sleeping as much. <laughs> so <laughs> we, don't, normal. <laughs> we don't have a lot of what's new, but I'm looking <laughs> at Steven right now and I'm seeing him sitting in his chair yeah. and I just realized we did get ourselves two new Amazon items that we've been wanting. Yep, I got me a new uh, desk chair. Uh, really, really like it. Um, gonna have to raise the desk up with the risers on the legs a little bit so that my uh, the arms of the chair can fit under the desk properly. But uh, man, it's great. It's comfortable. Your posture chair. looks better. Like looking yeah. at you, I'm seeing you sit, and like I'm jealous of your posture, how you're sitting right now. Like it looks. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, I got you know, I got lower back support. I got I got everything going on in this chair. It's pretty great. It's a gamer's chair, so I can even you know use it when I'm gaming down here, and if I'm not gaming upstairs instead. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool chair. I like it. It rolls really well. Um, and it's black and white to inadvertently match your PS Five. Yeah, which is upstairs. So maybe I just have to take this upstairs when I'm gaming oh, on my PlayStation now. That's cute. <laughs> That doesn't have room in my newly redesigned <laughs> living room, but I applaud the effort. Oh. What I got was an IVAC. Oh, yeah. One of these things that I get that Steven says I don't really buy myself anything because I think buying myself an IVAC is something. I am my mother. This is something I'm realizing right now in this moment. Yep. Um, so an IVAC, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like when you go to the salon and they're sweeping the hair off the ground and it goes into the freestanding like vacuum. like It's plugged into the wall, but it's, you know maybe half the size of like an end table or something and it is plugged into the wall flush against the wall and it suctions it up like a vacuum and I've been wanting one because we have tried a couple different cordless vacuums and I just am never happy with them now the one I ideally want would be about six hundred dollars and I'm not paying that for a vacuum oh my gosh so we generally sweep we sweep from upstairs to the living room to the family room and then vacuum with the big vacuum because we have carpet in there but I'm like, I want something where I'm cooking and I can get it sucked up, not just sweeping into a dustpan because it always leaves debris. So I've got my IVAC. It's um, the pet edition. So it's supposed to be like heavier duty. It's white and has cute little paw prints on it. (laughs) Yep. And Soph hates it. Boy, does she hate it. She'll get used to it just like she used to hate the treadmill and used to basically body check me every time I was on it, like clinging onto me like a sloth. Yep. And my blow dryer she would hate, but she's coming around. Yeah, she t- it takes a while for her to get used to things that make noise in the house that are not her mm-hmm. or us. So yeah, she still doesn't like the sub when the sub goes off while we're watching something and the sub is like, boom. That just startles her. And me too sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds honest. like a firework going off if, if, if we're being honest to yes. her anyway. So, 
So she and feels now like that we've redone the living room, you hear that sub a lot more because there's a lot more free space over there. Yeah. As opposed to having it sort of be blocked and tunneling down that couch, it yeah. like comes out. Yeah, now it's facing into the room and it comes underneath the chair and yeah. goes right towards the TV. Smacks so you right in the face. Yeah, so it's great. But, uh, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Other things that are startling. So when I tested positive for COVID, <laughs> um, I had already taken two tests, like those ones that we originally could get from the government that they would send us for free. He took his and it tested positive. I took mine. It said negative. But it was a very faint line. I took mine. It said negative. Very faint line. So, um, but I was like, is it positive? I really can't tell. I really couldn't tell. And so like when I called my doctor, she was like, everything you're telling me and with your husband, there's no way you don't have mm -hmm. it. And with a couple of your pre-existing, not pre-existing, but just everyone's personal medical, whatever. She was like, I want to give you the medication. So when he went to pick it up for me, I just was starting to feel weird. Like, am I actually positive? I don't know. So I asked him to get me a test. And he brings it back, and I took the test, and I swear to God, y'all, I thought I was pregnant. Those two pink lines popped up so quick telling me that I had COVID. I was like, holy shoot, this is freaking me out. This is like a <laughs> freak-out experience. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, told my doctor, I'm like, yep, you were right. She's like, oh, really? You think so? <laughs> you think so. So, yeah. yeah, that was funny. I mean, I knew she had it because she had the same symptoms I had yeah. in the same order I had them in. So I was like, yeah. I yeah, mean, it was like as this. it slowly left you. And everyone's like, are you guys staying apart? I'm like, the damage is done. We live in the same house. We're sitting on different couches, but we've already been, before we even knew he had it, when he just said he didn't feel good, I never even really thought to have you test for COVID, which is weird because that used to be like my trigger instinct. Yeah. But my mom said she had it. She tested positive, And I was like, oh, crap. And then I tested him. So. Yeah. And for me, it was within like seconds. Yeah. It said I had it. Like the Nothing lines quite like the quick. pregnancy test you got from CVS, I will tell you. Yeah. That was two minutes in. It was like, ba bang. And yeah. I was like, thank God it's a COVID test. Yeah. Woohoo. Any hoozy. Hoozy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, lots going on in the sick department. And uh, that's about it. And, and that's that. So, during this whole entire time, we, uh, we missed a few things. Obviously, we didn't podcast, so that sucked. Um, and I know Stephen knew I didn't feel good, and I know he didn't feel good because I know there's part of Stephen that thinks I don't take this podcast as seriously <laughs> as him, and like I don't like it as much and don't care about it as much. But like I couldn't do it, you guys. Like I literally just could barely hold oh, my head up, yeah. and I was like, I felt like I was gonna get crap from not doing it, and then not doing like an interim episode. And he was actually with me, and I'm like, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's I'm like, I just can't. So he missed a bunch of his. Yeah, we, you know, I, I wasn't going to make her do it. It, it. it just didn't make sense. Like, we weren't feeling good. We need to be on our best game. We've done podcasts where we've been tired before because we're at the buzzer, you know, and got to do tired it. Tired is one thing. But... Yeah, but this was this was something entirely different. And I was like, I'm on the up and up, but she's not. So it just yeah. is what it is, man. So uh, we've been doing a thing the last few podcasts where we've been doing album, album anniversaries. Um, so I'm going to catch some ones that are from the previous week. Um, and then we got ones that are for this week. So there's going to be more than our normal, like, three to five. Um, rapid fire them. Rapid fire them as best I can because, uh, you know me, I like to I, – I drift off occasionally. Um, so, <clears throat> so all these anniversaries are coming after February 20th all the way through – uh, March 4th. I won't say dates for these, but that's the dates they fall in. Um, so uh, there's a band called Amber Lynn, their third album, Cities. I highly recommend if you like good, just rock and roll, 
that's just upbeat, feel good rock and roll, listen to Amberlynn Cities. It's a great album. Uh, I love it. I've seen them several times live, and I think they're actually starting to tour again, which would be cool because maybe we can go see them. Who knows? Um, but yeah, they're good. Uh, another band from Tennessee called The Showdown. They released their album Temptation Come My Way. Um, on that album, they covered Carry On My Wayward Son, uh, yeah. which is really cool. Um, but the title track, Temptation Come My Way, I use the guitar line that's in that song as a warm-up. Uh, whether I'm doing electric or acoustic, it doesn't matter, but I use it as a warm-up for my fingers. It's just really cool. It's a cool line. Um, where were you in 1999 when the Slim Shady EP oh came out? Well, the Slim, or the Slim Shady Shady LP. Yeah, like, no, it was High My Name Is. Yeah. Slim Shady was the... The one you just said is from the next album. I'm talking about Hi, My Name Is mm. Slim Shady. So, yeah, Eminem, Slim Shady LP, 1999. Man, wow. like, I remember working at Burger King, and I was not spitting on people's onion rings, also a reference to the other song she just said. But I was working at Burger King when that came out, man. It was crazy. It's good stuff. What a time. Uh, where were you in 1975? Led I Zeppelin. I wish I was around. Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti, um, one of their underrated albums, in my opinion. I think a lot of their later stuff is really good. I enjoy it a lot, especially In Through the Outdoor, Physical Graffiti. Like, they're both really good albums, but Physical Graffiti you know, is... the 70s is, is my yeah. dream era Yeah, that's for, like, music and clothes and just free love, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Led Zeppelin hitting that up. A uh, band called Blindside. About a Burning Fire, uh, that was their second really big album. Technically their fourth album, but their second album on a huge label. Um, man, what a great album that is. It's uh, They got uh, uh, producing credit came from uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. He played a little bit on it, helped produce them. Um, it's a great album, so I uh, highly recommend that. Um, Death Therapy, we've put that up on one of our vinyl weekend kickoffs. Um the Storm Before the Calm, such a great album. Highly recommend that. That's their first album. I've known like one of these so far. And then an <laughs> album that we've been listening to this weekend, um, a band called May, Destination Beautiful, which is like that early 2000s alternative like rock. It's good stuff. I like how he says that we've been listening to this weekend. Basically, he is the music Gestapo of the house, and he just puts on what he wants all the time, and that's us listening to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, so that's all the last week's stuff, uh, stuff for this week coming in. Um, a compilation album that got me uh, into a lot of metal and a lot of harder music called This Is Solid State Volume 3. Ah, Solid State Records, I assume. Yes. Um, why do I know that, y'all? <laughs> um, I'm actually wearing their t-shirt. Maybe that's why you know. No, I'm wearing one of their t-shirts. I'm married to you. Um, but uh, yeah, this, this album had a lot of demos for artists uh, that were putting out new albums and some new artists, one of those being Demon Hunter. Uh, Project 86 had a demo on there for a new album. Zayo had some stuff on there. A um, lot of good stuff on that, but that really broke my my knowledge into getting into harder music and, and metal and stuff like that. That was like that was one of the albums that did that. Um, band called Haste the Day, their first album, Burning Bridges, came out. Great album. 
uh, Punch Brothers. We've there talked we go. To, somebody I know, but from you no less. We talked. Uh, finding my own album. We've talked about seeing the Punch Brothers. Their first album is on an anniversary um, coming up. Van Morrison. Uh, Moon Dance. Uh, tell us about I, Moon Dance. I have that album. Yeah, tell us a little bit about I that love, one. I love Van Morrison. I love Moon Dance. That's a good one. Into the Mystic is an amazing song. Oh my gosh. It is a great song. I love it. We were just watching something. Oh, one of the shows we'll be talking about shortly. And Banshee. There, and there was a Van Morrison song yeah. on there. And I was like, oh, my God, I cry about this one. Yep. I love Van Morrison. Yeah, Van Morrison. That's a that's a great album. Um, U2, War. Mm. Now, that was a fantastic album. I uh, always thought Bono was kind of douchey. <laughs> he comes across that way sometimes. But, like, he's really done a lot for for people, for kids, for uh, third world countries, like he puts he a lot like of money a good into that guy, stuff. But like with a douche factor, I don't know. I can remember, I can remember in the uh, in the nineties of him being on TV, like not screaming and yelling, but basically telling people, "Wake up! We have people in other countries that don't even have fresh water, and this is insane." We have people in like, this country, so why would yeah. we care about people in other countries around these parts if we don't care about anyone here? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like he was that guy yeah. that took his stardom to use it to try to benefit the the people that have yeah. less, you know. And I, I don't know him for that for sure. But uh, I, I like you too. I grew up on them. But that album, uh, 1983. So that one's hitting 40 years old. That's insane, yeah. man. That's a that's a that's that's awesome. I mean, that's part of my childhood, uh, which is really cool. Um, band called Zayo. They released a self-titled album. If I've you talked guys about Zayo. Me having to go to a metal show <laughs> where I heard two lyrics the whole night and my head was vibrating. <laughs> it was a little band called Zayo. Oh my gosh. Love Zayo. Good stuff. Um, Dashboard Confessional released their first album, The Swiss Army Romance, in 2000. This, this emo guy. Oh man. I love, I love me some Dashboard. I can't stand it. <laughs> I just can't. Now, he also has a band that had one album called Twin Forks. Yep. And I absolutely love that album. Yep. So, whoever Mr. Dashboard Confessional specifically is, like that persona, two thumbs down, y'all. Down. Take your Dashboard Confessionals and keep them to yourself. You know, it's interesting, uh, just to give a little brief on him, he started in a band called Further Seems Forever, and what he would do is he would open the shows with music that he wrote by himself on his acoustic guitar, and he started getting some headway, and get like it, it started to pick up. He only had like an EP out with like three songs on it or something, and um, it started to really pick up, and he left that band and became Dashboard Confessional because literally like, like it blew up, mm-hmm. and... He went. He went on to be what is Dashboard Confessional. But yes, yeah, she mentioned Twin Forks. That's also an album that's having an anniversary this weekend oh, as well. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So a uh, band called Norma Jean, as I mentioned earlier, that we didn't, uh, that I didn't get to go see with Ricky. Uh, their second album, Oh God, the Aftermath, which I saw them tour for that on their 15 year anniversary of that tour, uh, of that album. But that came out in 2005. Can't say enough about Norma Jean, man. Norma Jean is if if you like heavy music. Give Norma Jean a listen, man. They're good. They're good stuff. Like they don't. They don't make a bad album, in my opinion. But this was the start of something really good with them. Um, a band called the Mars Volta. Woo! I know oh, there's some Mars band. Volta fans out there. People that maybe liked At the Drive-In, maybe liked Mars Volta. You know, man, good stuff. It's uh, experimental rock. If you like psychedelic stuff that was in the '70s, it is different. I'll give them that. It's a um, unique sound. 
he gets it's he, a moody blues feel to me in some of their stuff. Yeah, sometimes the lead singer goes into goes bilingual and does Spanish and English. Um, it's good stuff. I I don't think that I've heard a lead singer that has the talent that he has since somebody like Robert Plant. Like that dude's voice is amazing for for uh, uh, Mars Volta. But anyhow, how many more we got? Uh, we got two left. Okay. Two left. The final two. A uh, band called Dead Poetic. Um, they were an indie band from Ohio. They only had a couple albums, but their first album, Four Wall Blackmail, came out. Um, it is definitely got a hangover of 90s grunge with a little bit of scream in it. It's good stuff. And then the the uh, last one is uh, Evanescence, Fallen. That album is now 20 years old. Aside from you, I've known three of these. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I told you to expand the I album. did expand it. I'm just saying. I did expand it. I got you some stuff in there. I'm doing I'm doing the best I can. I can't help it that everything don't have anniversaries. I'll allow you one more music discussion as you wanted to talk about LP. Oh my gosh. Um so Lincoln Park uh is coming up on Meteora, their second album, coming up on a twenty year anniversary, and they Mike Shinoda, um the guy who does all do, does all the rap stuff and does a lot of the producing and everything, um, he found songs with Chester on them that nobody had heard, like that they had recorded and then quote unquote lost them, and uh, they released a single called Lost, and uh, I listened to it and I was it, like it it took me back. I still haven't heard it. I'm surprised you didn't send it to me. Um, it man, it's good. It's it's a, it. Was recorded I at the time. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was like, yeah, great. Um, the the song was recorded at the time in which they did Meteora, um, and they're releasing this special edition on the anniversary in March when it is like middle of March. Um, but the special edition is going to be five discs. It's five discs worth of music and like a couple of them are full live shows that they did. Um, and then the last, the fifth disc on there has got a whole bunch of unreleased stuff that they fully recorded and just never put on anything. Oh, so it's like ready to go. Like it could yes. have been released yes. onto, okay. Yeah. I it, thought it was more like demo-y. No, uh, they do have a couple of demos in there. They have a but couple. But I thought every, yeah. all of those songs were, okay, that's yeah. cool. So like they have songs that are called demos with different titles. So like they're not, maybe it's not Faint from Meteor. Or maybe yeah. it's not that song or Somewhere I Belong. Maybe it's called a different I name. Bet every band has a catalog yeah. of unreleased. Most times when banks go into the studio, they record a bunch of stuff and they don't release half of it. Like we talk about Kit Moore saying he really, he recorded what, 30 or 40 songs. For Slow Heart. And yeah. then, you know, he released like 10 of them. And yeah. then he just released a song this weekend. I'm shaking my head no. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I mean, it's it's going to grow on me um, for Kip Moore, but uh, it's the only song on his new album that's coming in April that he did not write, which I find interesting that he has a song that he didn't write because that's a first. Because all of his stuff on his other albums, he has a hand that in writing. That was weird. So that is strange to me. Um, I'm sure you'll get that Lincoln Park thing, and there'll be more to talk about. Oh my gosh, I I, I will. Is it out already? It's not no, out yet. No, it comes out in March. Um, it's coming out on the 20 year anniversary of when Meteora was released, which is in March. Now? Uh, you can pre order it now, and you get you get the Meteora album, and you get that song Lost, but you don't get it. You don't get the live shows or anything yet until the release date. And it's all uh, that's all digital. Is I'm assuming yeah. it's going to be a hard copy as well. 
Yeah, they're going to do, they've got vinyl packages oh and all that gosh, kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so expensive, a vinyl package of that? Yeah, the vinyl package, I think, is going to be like five or six vinyls or something that's like that. That's got to be it's, over $200. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. But the thing is, is like, I, I love Linkin Park. I, when I heard Hybrid Theory the first time, um, I can remember talking to Ricky and a few other people about it and just going, I don't, I don't like these guys, man. They're, they're just trying to capitalize on they're a couple of different genres. Person who didn't like they were okay. Right away. They weren't heavy enough for me because I was listening to heavy music. So they sounded like what was on the radio, but they also sounded like they were trying to steal from metal with Chester screaming and stuff. And so it just didn't grab me. And then when they released Reanimation, which was a hip hop rendition of hybrid theory where they went into the yeah. studio with a bunch of their friends that do hip-hop and they reimagined the entire album that's what grabbed me on lincoln park like i immediately wanted to buy that album as soon as i heard in the end that version of it i was like oh my gosh this is so cool and then meteora came out and when meteora came out i remember sitting in my car at church with trevor and Trevor telling me, he's like, dude, you got to hear this. I was like, no, nah, man, let's just go to lunch, man. I'll just put something else on. I don't really care about them. He's like, trust me, you have to hear this. And then. Boom. Like, and Meteor's what grabbed me. So, And I love hybrid theory now. I mean, like, it, I've, I've loved it for a, a long time now, but I just didn't immediately grab it. It well, just didn't grab me the first time. I'm sure he'll have more for you guys on that. Yeah, more Linkin Park. But I can't stop but, listening to him right now. I'm on a kick of listening to those three albums just on shuffle, so... Um, that's about all I've been listening to through most of our, us being sick. <laughs> yeah. And I've been watching a lot of TV. Yeah. You watched more TV than I did during oh, this whole thing. Oh, I did for sure. Because I just, my head was just like so cloudy and fuzzy. Like I watch, I would say I watched two seasons of something by myself and then you and I binged a bunch of stuff. So we've got a list here, the likes of which I am blown away by, <laughs> of everything that we watched, whether it's a show we binged, a season, a show we started, a random movie that we recommend, everything that everything we recommend yes. so that we are going to be talking to you guys about and... We didn't see anything that was bad, I don't think. No, I don't think we watched anything No, we didn't bad. because after my couple picks i was like man i'm on a roll like i'm on a good streak here um so it started with our short shows because as you guys know we alternate short shows and we were watching um bad batch yes and we finished season two of bad batch so it was my turn no to pick. we finished season one season two still on that's right we finished season one of bad batch so it was my turn to pick i had no idea what to pick i hate the pressure <laughs> and i found a show on um it was originally on cinemax but yep. it's on hbo max and it's from, I believe, 2014 or... Uh, let's see. Uh, I believe that is 2013 to 2016. And it is called Banshee. Yes. And it stars, um, what's his name? Anthony Starr from who The is, Boys. Who is also Homelander from The Boys. Now, I cannot stand Homelander. That is why I stopped watching The Boys after season two. <laughs> and so I was hesitant to watch a show with this guy. But I'm going to tell you, he is not, he's a great actor. Because yes. you could put the guy from Banshee, uh, Sheriff Hood, next to homelander and i would not even see the same guy oh no facial express there's occasionally a us like a, a smirk he does in banshee occasionally but not that often so like, banshee is about a guy who gets out of prison and he's looking for somebody and ends up in a small town and and pretends to be the sheriff that they were expecting yeah and it is good 
and it really is surprising. Good. And I will say it is violent in bursts, but they're like good. I like, mean, there were many ooh. times where we looked at each other and we're like, "Did that just happen?" Yeah, yeah, and it, like it keeps you. We binged the entire eight episodes, ten episodes, ten episodes in one day. Yeah, when we were sick. Um, yeah, when I called, I because I called into work on that Thursday and Friday, and that's what we did was we watched Banshee on Thursday, I think. We just turned it on that morning. And we started and it later. I don't know how yeah. it happened, but we watched we, the whole thing. There's literally a scene where somebody shoots a gun and they put their the other person puts their hand up to block it and literally they blow a hole through their hand and then the person looks through the hole in your hand and they're like, the Did I just angle watch that? is like through the hole. Yeah, and it's like what? It's a good storyline. It's cast really well, even like sort of there's different storylines in it. There's some cultural nuances in it. It takes place in Pennsylvania. So there's like a Pennsylvania um, and Amish uh, presence. It's it's a it's honestly a really good show. I was surprised at how good it was at how different it felt. The action was good. The casting is like everything about it. I'm like, I. The guy who plays Sugar, Frankie Faison, is absolutely yeah. fantastic. As soon like I didn't know he was going to be in the show. I just knew it was Anthony Starr. I didn't know anybody else in it. And literally within the first few minutes of the show, Frankie Faison shows up, and I'm like, "Oh, this is great! Like this is going to be cool." Because he's a good he's a good actor for facial expressions and like sarcasm. Oh man, he's great. So, so we've only watched season one so far because um, then it was Steven's pick, and I'll let him say what that pick is in a second. But I, I highly recommend Banshee for some action, for some, um, like some suspense, mystery, like all kinds of yeah. stuff. It is, it is really good. And yep. then after we watch season one of that, we watch season one of. Mr. In Between. Uh, I saw an article. I don't know. It was like a year or two ago about shows. Uh, Short shows that you should see, like n- nine or ten short shows that you should totally like watch or something. Like people don't know about, yeah, but you should. Yeah, and it's an Australian show. Um, I don't know what it was originally on, but FX. it's but it's uh, advertised now as being part of FX or whatever, yeah. but it's on Hulu. And um, it is written and starred by the same guy named Scott Ryan. He plays this guy named Ray. And I'm going to tell you right now, I did not know what I was getting into because no. I just I didn't want to read what the article said other than the fact that, you know, it was a half-hour show and this guy's like, you know, I, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, he's kind of a hitman. Yeah, he's like in a contract a way. guy for, like, getting jobs done and doing. Yeah, like he's almost like a cleaner in a way of sorts. Yeah. Like, But, like, my gosh, I mean – his his line delivery yeah. is fantastic. Um, it's it, we watch it on subtitles, and sometimes they can't even subtitle the Australian. This is inaudible. Yeah, like it's so funny, but it's a very very funny show. Um, once again, sometimes things happen in the show, and you're just like, I, did that? Did we just watch? Well, did that just happen? So he's like that guy, and then he's also like the ex husband, dad, boyfriend member of brother like so yeah. there's his like in between like these two worlds oh my god line delivery is great he is so cool yeah he's he, just cool yeah he's got that and um, he's unassuming he's not what you would expect he's unassuming like uh mr nobody yes he's very much like that if 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 nobody you, yeah or yeah sorry nobody not mr nobody mr nobody, nobody is with, in doom um, patrol uh it's uh the guy Bob- Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, yeah. Yeah. 
So it's it's a bit like that in a way where it's like you don't know you don't expect for this guy to be able to do things that he can do and then he can do them like it's oh, great man he's great and the the little girl that plays his daughter is fantastic. Um, it's too short. Like I yeah. already am like, and the episodes range between like twenty and third, twenty five and thirty minutes. Yeah, but it had three seasons of six episodes, eleven, and then nine. I'm already disappointed that it. Yeah, because it's it's only like twenty six episodes total yeah. or something like that. So yeah. like we're in the we're almost done with season two. The first season's only six episodes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like what a great show. And you wanted to mention every episode title. Oh, every episode title is a sentence in the show, in that episode. Yeah. So, um, I mean. Like, you'll read some of them going in, and you're like, "How? what does this mean? Where is this going to fit? And then you're like, oh, okay, well, it did. Yeah, one of them is like uh, called, uh, let me just stop you right there. And you're like, oh, great. What in the world? What kind of fisticuffs is this going to yeah. be? Like, one of them is called, I came from your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's oh hilarious. Yeah. It's, very it's good. It's very funny. It's very got, funny. It feels somewhat sometimes like Atlanta a little bit. And sometimes it feels like that show, uh, another half hour comedy show that we watched years ago called I'm Sorry. It feels yeah. like that a little bit. Um, but man, it's just, I don't know. We'll be watching it and I'll, I'll, some of the shenanigans this guy gets into, I'm like, this feels like an episode of Atlanta in Australia. It's, it's very clever. It's very well written. Very well written. Yep. And this and this guy hasn't, he did a movie, I guess it's a prequel to this or something. Called The Magician. Yeah. We, we haven't seen that and we can't find it anywhere to stream it or anything like that. So I, I don't know how we're going to watch it, but we'll, I'm sure some, you're going to buy it. We're going to figure out how to watch that. Um, but uh, yeah, Scott Ryan, it, he, I don't know, he created and wrote it, so and stars in it. Yeah, he it's did, great. He did pretty good. Um, also, during all this, we started uh, or continued our trek into watching Lost. We oh. made it through season two and into season three, folks. And, and it's and like this is a this is a lesson in 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 the different times of TV for Jess, because this show existed from 2004 to 2010 in a time in which shows were built on mystery. Shows were built on questions. Shows were built on not giving you every single answer in the episode, and Jess can't handle it. I feel like they're giving us nothing but more and more. There, For an island where people are lost, there are sure a lot of people turning up. <laughs> and I mean, where are all these people coming from? And it's like every time something happens, I don't want to spoil or anything, even even though the show's a hundred years old. But like every time <laughs> something, I think I'm getting an answer to something, then seventy other questions come out with eight hundred characters, and I'm like, and then they killed my favorite character, and they they killed him because he asked to leave the show because something happened and both of his parents passed away, and this actor needed to leave the show. Yeah, but it was. And so I obviously understand that. But as a viewer, it sucked because he was by far, hands down, the best character on that show. The character that you were most, <laughs> you agree, the character that you were most invested in, the character that you could see doing something huge, that you knew they were building yeah. him into something. Yeah. And it unfortunately didn't get to happen. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's it's unfortunate that that happened for sure and and storyline wise they they figured out a way to take his role and split it up with other characters um and of course Jess doesn't know that yet but I know that 
Um, so you know, it's uh, it, it's it's good though. It's one of those shows that like you don't see every character in every episode now that you're in season three. There's so many characters that like maybe you only spend time with Locke on this on this episode. Um, so you know, it's like. That's a that's a thing that Jess is not used to. She's used to her episodic television. She's used to something like Mister In Between, where all right, we got our story, we're done, and we're on to they the just next episode. Gave me two new plane crash survivors popping up to get to get you know involved in escapades, and I'm like, where'd these two yahoos come from? Yeah, I mean, there's background characters. Don't get me wrong, there are other plane crash survivors, and they're in the background. Yeah, but they're not any actor or actor that you'd recognize in order to pick them out. Because let me tell you, I've been looking, and so. <laughs> So all of a sudden, these two pop up, and I'm like, well, I've seen these two and stuff, whatever. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to finish the dumb show, and I find <laughs> it very frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's But I am I do like the way they don't have – there's so many storylines. Yes. There's so many storylines. I almost feel like it's too many, and they are – I don't know. I guess I, – I told Stephen, I'm like, this better be one hell of an ending because – I feel like they all they do is add more branches to the tree instead of like taking any branches off. But that all that to say, I do like that not every character is in every episode. I do like that yeah. it focuses down a little pathway or something because I'm like, if I have to sit here for six seasons to get the answer to all this nut nuttiness, I at least need I do need the different branches somewhat. Yeah. And and there's a lot of that's the other thing. There's a lot of actors and actresses in this show that, like, I, I'm shocked that didn't move on to do other things and be in other shows yeah. and be stars. It, it it blows my mind. Yeah. Like, the number of people in this show that didn't go on to do other things. And maybe it's because they spent, you know, 120 episodes on a show and they're like, I'm done with TV. I don't want to do this again. I mean, there's a couple of people like Daniel Day Kim and uh, uh, Jorge Garcia and like um, uh, Terry O'Quinn that went to they, Hawaii Five O. They all ended up on Hawaii Five O. I'm like, they yeah. must have loved filming in Hawaii. You know, and and Josh Holloway had a show called I think I, I want to say it was called. Uh, no one knows. I can't remember the name See? of it, like the Colony or something, where he's I like, don't, I, I, don't I don't know. I'm but not like his show didn't him. last very long. So like most most of them didn't get to do things or didn't choose to do things in television again after this, and it's just surprising to me. Outside of Michael Emerson, Michael Emerson's a guy who who has done tons of TV since then. Person of interest, evil, like he's stuck around for a while. So I, I don't know. I'm just surprised that more of these people didn't continue doing TV because they're all, they're all really good. It's cast really well. Well, we'll talk Lost more, I'm sure. But the S next... Speaking of cast really well, and we have already talked Banshee, the other thing that Jess went back and did is she went and watched season three of The Boys, finally, because I've been telling her, and and I, I don't really subscribe to all these award shows and stuff like that, but The Boys season three got more nominations than any and all of Marvel and DC shows combined. Season three of The Boys got more nominations, and it's well-deserved because it was the best superhero show I watched all of last year next to Peacemaker. I will say... Okay, I have a few things to say. One, it's funny because Jensen Ackles, if you all know, Jensen Ackles is an actor that was on <laughs> Supernatural. Yes. 
and he did Supernatural for like 12 seasons. Yes. And ever since then, he's been doing like one season commitment. So I watch a show on ABC called Big Sky. Yep. And Big Sky is good. I like it. It takes place in Montana. I might have talked about this. It's about two private detectives. Well, one's a cop, one's a private detective. Nonetheless, Jensen Eccles was in their third season, and he only had a third season contract. And it hasn't even been renewed for a fourth season. But I will say that show took a while to kind of come into its own. And I think one of the missing pieces, honestly, was Jensen Eccles. And I think season three really came into its own. I hope it gets picked up. All that to say, The Boys, season three, Jensen Eccles was fantastic. The way season three is done, I feel like you can look at it two ways. Like, And Stephen and I, of course, as we do, look at it. I look at it in one way and he looks at it in another. <laughs> he sees season three as them really achieving something and doing something. I see season three as them completely failing and nothing happening to move us forward. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how season four goes. We'll watch it together. The action was good. Um, th- the storyline was good in and of that. My biggest complaint with the boys is Homelander. Obviously, he's a villain. You're not supposed to like him. But I feel like if he's an indestructible villain, he cannot be front and center in every scene. And in every he can't be shoved down your throat because it's like, well, then what, what can we do about him? We can't do anything about him. And I felt like in season two, he was shoved down my throat and told, and I was told he was indestructible. So I'm like, well, then what is the point of me even watching the show? I feel like there was a better balance in season three. I feel like he wasn't, he was there and he was front and center, but I don't feel like he stole the stage. And I do feel like in that way, they were able to do some things. Uh, the boys, the boys is the people trying to take down the superheroes. They're called the boys. And I feel like they did some cool things and there were some crazy things that happened. If anyone watched the hero gasm episode, <laughs> whoa. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like they said, oh, my God, we've got this big thing. And then they didn't. And then it was right back. I feel like we ended right back where we started. Um, and I, I know you disagree. No, I felt like the characters got a ton of growth in this season, especially with uh, M.M. I will say characters grew, but I just don't think plot-wise the plot moved forward. I think Huey, uh, Huey grew substantially because he went from being a guy that felt like it, like he can never save his girlfriend because she's got superpowers and he's always got to do something to try to save her to finally coming to the realization that she doesn't need to be saved. And I felt like that was the biggest, the biggest, biggest Huey complaint. That was the biggest thing for Huey was that he needed to grow up. And I think in this season he did, he didn't have a choice but to grow up. And I I liked that. Um, I liked that MM, uh, I, I feel like he grew in tons of ways because he realized that like, despite everything that happens, he's the guy that has to keep the team together. Yeah. Regardless, Butcher's the guy that's going to go across every line and have no lines, and M.M.'s the guy that has to have lines that can't be crossed. I felt like those little things that they dealt with with these characters this season made them more mature, and that's what I enjoyed. And then Jensen Eccles, 
Jensen Eccles steals every scene he's in. So I, he's he, one of my favorite TV actors of all time. That dude can do anything. The dude can roll a tear in a half a second. So that's what I was going to say. And like he can literally turn, he can make you hate make you hate him one second, and then the next sentence make you laugh. And that's from Soaps. Yeah, he, he was is. on Days of Our Lives, and I don't know what he did before that, but I know Soaps is where you learn to cry. It's where you learn to do a lot of that stuff, and yeah. he. He's good. Yeah. So we'll watch season four together and we'll report back. But yep. next, I've had a show in my queue that I've kind of been wanting to watch on Netflix, but I wasn't sure. Um, it's actually based off a true story. It's based off a memoir that the person that it would be the main character writing. It's called From Scratch and it stars Zoe Saldana and Eugenio Mastrandrea, I'm oh. assuming. Yeah. Um, so it is. A beautifully heartbreaking, uplifting love story. It's a limited series. It's ten episodes. Um, is it ten episodes or eight, eight episodes? Eight episodes, and it's about a man, an African American woman, an Italian guy, a Sicilian man who meet in Italy while she's there for school, and what happens with their story. And it's based on in Sicily and uh, and California, and he's a chef, so the food is amazing in the show. And <laughs> they're very into like art and stuff. She's into art, and that's the program she's in. And it's interesting because I wasn't sure how it was going to be, but I watched the first episode, and everything that happened in the first episode, I thought was going to happen over the eight episodes. <laughs> and I was like, what are they doing with this? Where are they going with this? And it literally just tells their whole story. And I don't know another word than beautiful. I think yeah. it, there's cultural stuff. There's his family and her family and all that stuff. And it's just beautiful. So the main character's name is Amy. And so Amy would be the woman in real life who wrote the memoir about her story with falling in love with the Sicilian man and everything yeah. that happens and I highly recommend it. It's um, in English, so it's English, but they're in Italy a lot, so there's subtitles. There's a tale. It's gor scenery is gorgeous. It's it's just a beautiful love story. I, I caught bits and pizza pieces of it. Uh, Keith David is in it. Yeah. I, I like Keith David. I, yeah. I, I've I've liked him since seeing him in Minute Work when I you know, when that came out a long time ago. Um, I think he's a good actor. So seeing him do something a little bit different was cool. I like Zoe Saldana too. She's amazing, and talk about a crier. She's good. Yeah, I I didn't. There's a couple things that stuck out to me that I found interesting. One thing was uh, that um, the use of the Sicilian heritage mm -hmm. and their small townness. Yeah, like I don't know any other word to say it, but like they're yeah. from a small town, so they're not big city folks. Like they 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 live like. They're gardeners and stuff like yeah, that, so they live. They farm and stuff like that, and like the the scenes that I saw of them in California, because I I was in and out on this show, so I didn't see anything of them in 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 Italy. But I seen them in California and seeing them be like almost like like uh, culture shock. Yeah, and I felt like the parts that I saw of the show really dealt with that really well. Also, I feel like the in and out between Italian and English yeah. in the conversation was weaved really well. Like, I couldn't just listen to the show. Sometimes I had to look up and read the subtitles because they all, all of a sudden yeah. went into Italian. Everything um, about it was beautiful, from yeah, their love story well to the scenery to the food, everything. It, 
I rec- I recommended it to my mom and aunt and my cousins, and my mom binge watched <laughs> it that Wednesday night of the storm. So <laughs> she had the last episode left, and their power went out, and then it came back on. She could watch half of it, then it went out, and then it came back on. So <laughs> she was trying to get it done, and my aunt watched it as well, and they really liked it. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, we moved off of that. Uh, that was about food and moved into another food show yes. that just won a ton of awards. Eight episodes on uh, FX uh, called The Bear. Yep, as we watch it on Hulu. And Man. I will say Kelly referred this to me a while ago. And then Molly also referred. She's like, if you need a show to binge while you're sick. I'm going to tell you right fantastic. now. Fantastic. What is, a show. It is so good. I don't even know. I mean, it. I don't know how to describe it. He's So he's a chef. Um, the main star, uh, he was on Shameless. Jeremy Allen White. He's the main star. And he was a chef in the city. And he, his brother passes and leaves him like this um, sandwich place. That's That was their dad's. Kind of fallen apart sandwich place in Chicago. In yeah. like kind of not the best neighborhood, but... And um, he has to go home after not seeing his family, after having all kinds of family stuff happen. And he has to go home and take care of this place and try to fix it up and deal with, like, the cavalcade of characters that work there and hire people. And it's fast-paced. It's amazingly – I feel like it's action-packed. It is in a way, yeah. They're in the kitchen. They're cooking. They're yelling. It's – you read all the reviews and stuff on it, and people who are like, if you've ever worked in a kitchen, if you've ever worked, like, this yep. is it. And Steven's worked, like, fast food before, so he's like, this is this yep. is it. This is how it is. And it's story-driven, and there's a lot of, like, heart to it. There's, I think there's a lot of character development for people in just these eight episodes. Yes, for sure. And the last episode is actually, like, the seventh episode is only 20 minutes, and then the last episode is 45. Yeah. But the rest of the show is like a half hour. Uh, I can't show. wait for season two. Like I am so excited. It was good. There is there is a scene, and it's one camera that's on the main character Carmi, and he's just talking, and I literally like felt like for a second I was watching a theater play in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was watching a theater play yeah. in like a one man show. Yeah, because he just. It's it's I I would I'd be interested to know how many takes he took to do that because yeah. it felt like it was a one take situation. He just sat down and they turned the camera on and said, "All right, go for it, dude." Yeah, because it, it it's it's amazing. Um, and the, I, I don't want to spoil it, but they do show who his brother is, and yeah. that was oh One boy, even favorites. Woo! Yeah, when they actually deal with the family side and deal with his brother, that. Man, it brought so much heart to that show yeah. that I didn't see coming. Yeah, it was and good. that was what made the show for me. Because, like, yeah, the kitchen atmosphere—it can be it, it. You can be yelling and screaming at each other. You're trying to fix stuff. You're trying to fix a business. You know, all this kind of stuff. But all these things going on. But when they got back to the heart yeah. of why things were happening, when they finally got there, like I wasn't ready for it. I will say one of the unsung heroes of the show is a man named Pete. Who you will all know <laughs> from the progressive commercials. Yes. As Pete is one of the people trying to not be like their parents. He's the guy in the elevator that he yeah. makes him ride the elevator again. Yep. And I'm Bonjour. telling you, I'm telling you, Pete for the most part plays his progressive character in the show, which was hilarious. Steven and I both oh. looked at each other like, What? 
Like, but it was good. I felt like he needed to go in for some more training. It uh, was good. Yes. Oh my gosh, because he's literally his guy. Oh, you're from. Oh, that's a nice Paris hoodie you got on there. Yeah. Bonjour. And like it was how that he guy. Fell in the, yeah. Oh my gosh, so funny. Um, wow. So we hit a few movies. Yes. Um, we're gonna hit some movies. When the power went out, I came downstairs to pick a movie or two. Because we didn't have anything else to watch. Yep. So yep. the first movie I picked, and boy, do I regret it. <laughs> I picked, I brought up like a variety and I brought up Stargate from what, 94? 94. Starring Kurt Russell and James Spader. Yeah. And this is the slow. I thought Zack Snyder was the king of slow motion, but this entire movie was slow motion for me. <laughs> it was so hard to pay attention to. I thought it was about um, space. So I, I do like some sci-fi stuff with like he's getting me into liking the more of the Star Wars stuff. And Star Trek. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was something like that, but it was like nope. sand people. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's old and slow. And so I guess I don't really recognize, recommend Stargate, but I uh, didn't want to leave one thing off the list. Um, oh, I, I like Stargate. It's a, it's definitely a slower-paced movie, but um, it's fantastic. James Spader, Kurt Russell. Um, man, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I like it. What it's I originally great. wanted to watch. Eric Avari. Eric Avari's an actor that's been around in a lot of stuff. So He's an older actor. Yeah. He's no, not the king. He's the uh, the guy that was in charge of all your quote unquote sand people, as you call them. Oh yeah, that's, um, I guess he, I thought he was like their king. Ra is a god, so that yeah. wouldn't be their king. Yeah, um, but uh, man, he's a character actor that's been around for a long time, and he, when he pops up and stuff, he you know you're getting some yeah. good acting out of him. So it was good. And then we watched a timeless classic, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. I mean, I Tommy forgot. Tommy Boy is hilarious. I, I I forgot how many times I've seen this movie. Yeah. And Same. Because, like, uh, Ricky and I used to quote this movie at each other all the time. If you've never seen Tommy Boy with Chris Farley and David Spade, and you are, well, you're obviously insane. So yes. to help sane you up a little bit, watch Tommy Boy. If you haven't watched it in a while, watch it again. Oh I absolutely God. love it. It's great. Chris Farley was a national treasure. It is so sad that he passed. Like, yeah. it, it was great. So highly recommend that. Oh, my gosh. Tommy Boy was great. And um, then we went to my movie night. Um, which we uh, yep. had late, and I watched a movie recommended. I had wanted to see it, but Kelly also recommended it to me, and it's called Spoiler Alert. Oh, it's also based wow. off a true story and is also a love story between Jim Parsons' character and Ben Aldridge's character. Um, ben Aldridge was actually just in um, Knock at the Cabin, and I yes. thought that was him. Yep. So it's about these two guys and their love story, and it's based off a true story. Um Written by Michael Osiello, who is a TV guide, TV line, like journalist, a TV journalist. And it's about his story that he wrote um, about his his love and their the you know, the experience they had. So a lot of it is similar to from scratch um, in some of the things that happen. And I I from scratch was an emotional roller coaster and spoiler alert was an emotional roller coaster. But I will also say that spoiler alert was beautiful. It's the only thing, I, the only thing time I've ever seen Jim Parsons outside of big bang theory. And it was really nice to see him as a different role. And I think he did really well. And I guess this movie came about because, um, Michael Osiello wrote a book about uh, his memoir about him and, um, Kit and, 
he was doing like a reading for it and he knew Jim Parsons from interviewing him so many times um, for TV that he asked him to kind of do like an intro for it. And Jim Parsons read the book and his husband found him sobbing in the living room and his husband's like, why don't we option this? Why don't we make this a movie? And they do. And the end of the movie shows actual like a small actual footage, real life footage of like the real kit. Um, yeah. It was a great movie. It hit us both, I think. Um, this movie, I, I'm gonna tell you, like, I I think that I think that a lot of production companies need to take note. This movie did what a lot of movies fail to do. Yeah. And that is put real, real life story yeah. and heart into yeah. like I mean, this wasn't a cheesy, campy no. rom com no. nonsense. Like these this, two guys loved each other, and it was I mean, their life together. It was legit. Like uh, I like Jim Parsons because I like Big Bang Theory. He's a totally different character in this, and not Sheldon at all. Um, but I, I just, I Sally Field. Yeah, I enjoyed Sally Field. Yeah. Um. I didn't expect that. As soon as she came on the screen, I was like, "Oh, great!" Because I'm not a Sally Field fan. I'll just say it. I just, I, I she, she was she, great. She peaked at uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Sorry, oh my folks. Gosh, you're crazy. Um, it was cast really well. Yeah, all it was cast so well. Um, uh, but the story, the story went a way that I didn't expect it to go, and I, and I appreciated that because I felt like, I felt like this was a story of of two people that love each other, and it, it's not like. It's just normal. It's not perfect. It's, it's not real. perfect. It's real. It's normal. Yeah. Two people loving each other love. Yeah. And like, it's not any sort of like, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Fantasy or fairy tale? Or? Yeah. It's not like a, um, it's not like it's got to fit this mold yes, of what it's not of, of what stereotypical. Ho- yeah. It's not stereotypical of what Hollywood yes. wants love to be. Yes. And I. I, I was like, man, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I loved it. It was it was very, very, yeah, very, very was. well cast, very well done. Um, yep, I agree. And 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 it, like I said, there were times where I was like, oh, it's gonna take this turn, and then it didn't take that turn. It went a different direction, and I was like, oh, and okay, cool. From I didn't know it was based off a true <laughs> story till you saw his characters, Michael Osiello, and you saw that it was like written or produced by him. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, and what? I didn't know from scratch was based off a true story until after I watched it. And I didn't know this was either. And they both hit me enough as it is. But then when I found out it was true stories, it hit me even more. Yeah. So that was good. Uh, We watched. uh, Well, I started when I started getting sick. I started rewatching because I started before then. But I finished watching The Witcher. Um, Man, Henry Cavill. I'm telling you, Henry Cavill's amazing. Amazing cast for The Witcher now um like i liked i enjoyed it the first time around but i felt like i stepped into a world that i didn't know what anything meant yeah so re-watching it this time around i watched a show called uh the witcher blood origin which is like four episodes a limited series that's like takes place hundreds of years before the witcher and explains a whole bunch of stuff that they talk about in the witcher um but anya i'm gonna say her name wrong uh chala Tora, I, I don't know how to say her name. She plays a character called Yennefer. Absolutely, insanely talented woman. I mean, wow. This woman plays a character 
and her character actually has a physical transformation change in episode two or three, and it is literally like they put a different actress in to come in and play. It's insane. She looks, you put her next to each other for these two characters, and they don't look nothing alike, and it's the exact same person. It's insanely cool. Yeah, you seem to enjoy that. I don't Um, watch that show. It's not really for me. I saw bits and pieces of it, um, but it's not really my style. It's a show that is, uh, I mean, Henry Cavill's the star. It's fantasy. It's built off of books and games. um, But Henry Cavill won't be in season three. He will be in season three. Oh, it's four that he's... It's four he will not be in, so I don't know what's going to happen after that, but um, I'll probably keep watching because I like like the world now, as long as they don't recast everybody in the show. Um, But yeah, great show. Love it. Um, Highly recommend. And then we had two more movies that we watched yesterday. Yes, we watched a movie called Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan. It's based off a Tom Clancy book and in the same universe as the Jack Ryan series. Yep. Um, It didn't like, it didn't like grab me as like, this is an amazing movie. No. But it did grab me on the reason why he was doing what he was doing. The plot, the storyline was really good. I think it was cast well. I don't think the acting was amazing. But overall, I don't think the movie was amazing. It it missed. Like, it, what, it they didn't pull it off well enough. It wasn't... The storyline was good. They had all the ingredients to make it a really good movie. But it didn't land. And it's in the same universe as Jack Ryan. So you can't help but see... If you watch Jack Ryan, and if you don't, you should. Um, that is an amazing show start to finish every episode you are on the edge of your seat something is happening it's holding your attention yep this movie just didn't have that and i'm like man to be in that same universe and to be that same those same stories written by that the same guy it just didn't it didn't do it and i like michael b jordan he's the star i loved him in um black panther yeah he was one of my favorite parts about black panther and he started on all my children so i know he can act i know he's good there was something about this movie i don't think people acted really well in it i don't there was a lot of things where i was like this doesn't fly he's, he's another actor that can roll a tear without in yeah. a quarter of a second yeah. like i mean it's it's insane, man. Like yeah. his his facial expressions in movies. I pay more attention to him now because I watched him on Friday Night Lights. He was in the last couple of seasons of Friday Night Lights, and that's where I first saw him. Um, obviously, he's played Creed. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a sequel to this movie coming yeah. next this year, I think. Uh, I don't remember, but it's, it's going to be called Rainbow Six. And it's on Prime. Yeah. And then we watched one last movie yesterday. Yep. Called The Woman King. Starring Viola Davis. This woman got ripped. She is a beast. Whoa. She looks amazing. and She looks like I a mean, warrior. I mean, she is a legit badass. It's about, it's based off true a true story as well. Off of um, basically an army of women for a tribe and, you know, part of Africa um, during like, slave trading it's in the 1823 i think it's set in and you know she's you know the main army woman of this city and you know i read some reviews where people were like well these they act like it's this great story and that these people are so great but they traded their own people too and they did and that's part of the storyline though that's part of part of the slave trade is a huge you know part of it and it's horrible 
but these women warriors are amazing. They're so strong and dedicated and the, yeah. it's just so, it's so cool to see. And I, it reminds me of the Dormelage from Black, Black Panther. Panther, which yeah. is the show Steven and I want Disney to make. So we learn more about the Dormelage. Yeah, they totally need to do that. That'd be awesome. And it, the Viola Davis, like, she is 57 now, and I'm going to tell you right now, the way she got ripped for this movie, you would think that, like, you would think that she got on the regimen that, like, Henry Cavill got on to be Superman, yeah. because she was ripped. There was also a girl. Insane. Like, super, super, like, like, built for this movie. Yeah. And I've never seen Viola Davis look like that before. Yeah. Like. I just never have. I always you always see her in like business attire. She's always playing, you know, some sort of lawyer or something yeah. like that, where she's like some sort of, you know, like she was like an action star. Oh my gosh, and great at it, like fantastic. There was a two of the women who were like her head people: Lashana Lynch, Izogi, and then Sheila Atman, who played Amenza. Yep, they were amazing, as well as Thuso. Med- Mabedu, yep. who played like Nawi, who I would say would be like the second main character. Yeah, and she it looked like really she was good. 15 years old, yeah, but she, in real life she's like 30. I know. I that's don't know how crazy. they. I don't know how they pulled that off, but man, but yeah, like, that's, that was great. That concludes our. That concludes our movies. Uh, I will say this much: we did today before we uh, recorded, we went and saw Ant Man. Yes. And I'm gonna go back to something you said previously. Um, you said something. Uh, about the boys and about the fact that Homelander is it shouldn't be the centerpiece. He's your main villain, but he shouldn't be the centerpiece of every scene. Yes. And when you said that, I thought about this movie that we just saw, Ant-Man, and I thought about how one of the things I liked is that the main villain isn't yeah. in every scene. Yeah, agreed. He is in there when he needs to be. And it took a minute to get to him. Yes. Um. And at first I was like, man, it's taking forever, but Overall, I I like how they did it. I don't think we should say. I don't think we should. Um, I just want to say that uh, I cannot wait for when Jonathan Majors starts winning awards. Oh my gosh, I want to see him do. I want to see him on a stage. He's an amazing. He was him. I would say all I will say is that him and then Michelle Pfeiffer were fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Jonathan I, Majors was amazing. I will say uh, for my short opinion on it, because bef- we won't spoil it in this no. episode. We'll wait a couple episodes before we do that. Uh, for me, I will say that this was the best Marvel film that I have seen since Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie hit on everything that it needed to hit. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was it cast was well. Right. The story was good. Um, visually it looked amazing. Like go see it on a big screen. Don't watch it on your, you know, 50 inch at home. Go watch it on a huge screen on, because all the colors and design and everything that they have for the sets and stuff. And uh, yeah, I know it's probably a lot of CGI, but it looks amazing. Um, the action is good. It's not too much comedy. It's just enough. It's Paul Rudd. So like they played to the strength of knowing when Paul Rudd can be funny and when he can yeah. be serious because he's a guy that can do both. And we'll talk about it more. But man, it but it for hit for me. I, it made me excited for more Marvel stuff because I was like, all right, finally a movie that's good. Like yeah. finally some. They're not just giving me qu- quantity over quality. They finally gave me a quality movie, and. uh We'll review that. We'll yeah. spoil. We'll spoiler alert that one in a few weeks after oh, after more people have, have uh, had more time to go see it. 
But wow. Yeah. What an episode. Lot packed in there, Thanks folks. Thanks for hanging with us. This is a longer one, but you didn't get us last week, so I'm assuming you're all, you're all happy to have us longer. Got to make up for it, and it's yeah. our last no, last one that's in the 40s. Yeah, 49th episodes. Thank yeah. you all for listening. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, um, our website, you know, wherever yep. you can find your podcast. Like, listen, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Yeah. Thank you for listening, y'all. Leave a comment. We uh, we appreciate all of y'all listening and appreciate the comments uh, on our post that we did put up that we weren't doing an episode. We had some people that left some comments helping us to get what, uh, that we got well soon and stuff. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. It was very kind of you. Uh, but yeah, new episode up this week. Woohoo! We're back. Yay. I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Oh, how I've missed the yeah. sound of my own voice. Oh, boy. <laughs> I knew she was going to say something ridiculous. <laughs> I like the at. Cool. Cool. <laughs>